Welcome back to the Startup Showdown podcast, where we discuss pitching, funding, and scaling startups. Join us as we interview winners, mentors, and judges of the monthly $120,000 pitch competition powered by Panoramic Ventures. We also discuss the latest updates in software, Web3, healthcare tech, fintech, and more. Now sit tight as we interview this week's guests and their journey through entrepreneurship. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Startup Showdown Podcast, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, Panoramic Ventures. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Startup Showdown, we have Igor Gorlatov with Traction 5. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Traction 5. How are you serving folks? Sure. So Traction 5 is a SaaS platform for mentorship programs. And our initial target market, the sandbox where we're playing, is programs that have adopted MIT Venture Mentoring Service Framework, which is team mentorship. So these are highly managed programs with a program manager in place. And our software makes their life easier and makes the life of mentors in such programs much easier. So how did you discover this problem and uh, how did the solution come about? I was working as a, a program manager for Innovate Charlotte. It's uh, a nonprofit in North Carolina, Charlotte. And I was running a mentorship program uh, myself. And the challenge I came across is a lot of manual labor involved in scheduling meetings, coordinating with mentors and founders. All those activities took a lot of time from actual engagement and helping other founders through the journey. So I felt we could do better. And that's how I came up with the ideas. I was surprised that nothing was developed for this specific uh, market. So I decided to give it a try. Now, had you been involved in mentoring before? Like, had you gone through a kind of a clunky mentoring process where you're like, okay, there's a lot of friction here that probably doesn't have to be here. And there has to be ways that we can kind of smooth out this journey so that folks can focus on the relationships and the learning rather than the scheduling and the documentation. So I was actually in uh, the middle of it. So as a newcomer to the U.S., at that time, I think I just arrived from Eastern Europe, from Belarus. I tried to plug in into the ecosystem, came across Innovate Charlotte, and decided to help that organization to implement the mentorship program. So I was not inside the program as a mentee or as a founder. I was uh, in the role of a program administrator. So my job was to recruit mentors, to recruit founders, and to run the program, essentially. Uh, to manage everything. Uh, and through that process, I saw that running a mentorship program that is structured takes a lot of effort. And a lot of this stuff is very like technical. You would expect this to be solved by something and there was nothing that could help. So I had to use like Google Sheets, uh, Doodle Polls, like a lot of other program managers uh, still have to do. So you were just cobbling together kind of solutions that were solving kind of one element of this, but they were kind of clunky and they were, weren't maybe working together as well as one product just dedicated to the mentoring process would be. 
Correct. So you can use like pen and paper to write uh, a big publication and then you can type it and then you can make copies or send them by fax. Well, you can use more modern technology to get those things accomplished. So I had to use like very old school methodology, probably used 20 years ago. And that was not fun. And I knew there were like hundreds of other people like me in a similar position. And I saw an opportunity and that's how Traction 5 came about. And then um, how did you get kind of the first uh, beta users so they can um, kind of play with it and, and see if it is really solving that problem the way that you envision? So it was not that hard because as a program manager, my first uh, beta users were actually mentors and founders in the program that I was running. Oh, so you were able to kind of just practice on the folks you were dealing with anyway. Uh, Correct. And then what'd you learn from them going through it? How quickly did you get to a version that you thought, hey, this might be a good minimum viable product that I can get put out there in the wild and see if it, it works for others? So we started, and first of all, I had to get the partner because I'm more of a marketing person, not a software development person. Like I don't code myself. So I found a business partner, Dennis Demichev, who is a very strong software architect. And I sold him on this idea that we could start with this niche segment and then expand. And we started working in November of 2020. One of the smartest decisions we made was hiring a professional UX designer. So our platform looked good from the MVP stage. And that really helped with adoption because like people, especially mentors, they're not ready to work with uh, tools that look ugly. So when... Uh, we started testing it with Innovate Charlotte. The tool was ready for prime time. So it was, I think, six or eight months after we started working on it. So it was in pretty functioning state. And to get to the first client, that was a bit of a challenge, but not from a technology perspective, but just uh, getting people And most of those are like universities, economic development groups to buy from a startup, uh, that was, I think, the biggest challenge to overcome for us, how to get people to trust us with their data. Now, were you bootstrapping this or were you able to get some funding early on? So most of it was bootstrapped. Uh, there is a foundation in North Carolina called NC Idea, and they gave us $5,000 to help with initial implementations in a couple of programs that are using the same team mentorship approach as Innovate Charlotte. One was in Raleigh, North Carolina, another was in Asheville. So I had funding in hand to do those implementations. But to my disappointment, both programs said no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's just part of the journey, right? You got to overcome obstacles. Yes. Uh, Luckily, I was able to find uh, other programs. The first client was not far in South Carolina. There was a group called Gravity Center, partly private, partly financed by the local municipality that even though they bought a different software product before and paid a year in advance for it, they agreed to give us a try and became our first client. And they're still a client. So I'm very grateful for their support. Now, what um, advice can you give other kind of non-technical founders to first identifying that right partner? Because Uh, That's such a critical element. You know, you have to get that right. 
I'm not sure if there is like a, a, a recipe in place. I knew Dennis uh, for a long time. Uh, I, I, we met when I came to the States in 2016, but we actually went to the same school back in Belarus. We studied at the same MBA program at Belarusian State University. So there was like this long uh, connection and a lot of common background and common like heritage that helped us. I'm not sure if this can be like a repeatable process for someone looking for a technical founder. So that was just serendipity that you both uh, landed where you landed? I think so. Wow. Good for you. I mean, that's the stars are aligning pretty good. (laughs) Yes. So uh, I think we got lucky, but we were both at the phase when we wanted to experiment and to try something that kind of, uh, could scratch our startup itch. And I was working a lot with startups as a program manager, so I wanted to do something. And Dennis uh, was working in a software development shop, and he wanted to have a product of his own, not just to work on other people's products. And that's really the key, right? The the people who want to, um, you know, kind of attack this bigger vision and, and have a, a bigger why associated with their work. And uh, you're building Traction 5 to help you and him kind of achieve those goals? Yes, for sure. But we're also very passionate about the startup community. I saw how powerful and effective mentorship program can be as um, a tool to activate successful people in the community to give them an easier way to engage with startups because one-on-one mentorship and organic mentorship is hard. A lot of work is placed on the shoulders of mentors to do this. And it's like for people, it's not easy to figure out all the pieces and how to do this well. Whereas uh, for startups to get access to expertise is essential because mentorship helps. I've read that it triples the chances of success for a startup company. And it just creates additional support for a founder because being founder usually is a very lonely job. So I through Traction 5, we support not only founders at, in Charlotte, but in other communities, other communities who are engaging their local mentors, their local founders, and building this uh, support network to grow entrepreneurship across the nation. Now, are you finding, uh, because cause you are building this platform for mentoring, that you're learning some best practices from a mentor's standpoint and a mentee's standpoint? Uh, for sure. I think my biggest learnings came initially from the program that I was running. And the mentors that we had in the program, they were learning together. So it's like a joint learning process. And the program has been designed by MIT to be truly a self-learning experience. There are a lot of insights that you get from working with founders, working with mentors. Now, as we're building the tool, we're learning different flavors that other communities are adopting. And one of the ideas we have in mind is not just to build a software tool, but to create a tool that incorporates the best practice of mentorship. So that when you want to launch mentorship program, you're not just automating certain processes that you don't know whether they will lead to better outcomes or not, but you have something that has been validated in different communities already and is currently thought (laughs) as the best practice. And if you come up with an improvement 
And it really seems like the best practice, not just for your community, but for the broader uh, groups, uh, for broader users of Traction 5, we can then incorporate it into the platform and make it available. And the last thing I'll say on this is that to help people building mentorship programs and to help mentors, we're working on a number of courses that are available on Udemy. One course that is currently available uh, there is uh, called Becoming a Better Mentor for Startup Founders, which is specifically targeting mentors who work in such programs who are our clients. Now, are you, are you finding regarding this content, like when a person or a startup founder is dealing with a mentor, you know, they're trying to solve their specific problem and they need mentoring around their unique uh, situation. But like you said, some of these truths that the mentor is sharing are kind of universal. So you're creating kind of this content library that has these this information so that, uh, you know, people in general can get the same type of information like asynchronously as opposed to just on that one-on-one mentoring? I find that mentorship is not about sharing information. (laughs) I find that mentorship is about the human connection, empathy, support, and opening doors. I think these are the main, and information is available. Like there is a lot of information already. So what we're trying to do with the content is to help mentors figure out how to be better mentors, how to tame the advice monster, to stop giving advice and to ask good questions, to offer encouragement to founders, to have a plan where they're going with this mentorship. And in the format of mentorship that those programs adopt, it's a team of mentors. So each startup founder gets not one mentor, but a group of mentors. Four or three mentors work with the founders. So they bring diversity of perspectives, but it is also a support group. But figuring out how to make the support group work, how mentors can effectively work with each other, with the founder and with the program uh, as volunteers is a lot. So this is what this course is about, helping a new mentor who joins a program like that to be up to speed in no time. Now, how are you um, kind of differentiating a mentor from a coach? Because a coach asks a lot of questions uh, more so than than supplies answers. And it sounds like you believe mentors should kind of follow the same tact. Uh, there is a cool group uh, that actually, uh, I think, helped me define certain aspects of the course that says uh, they're called Troy Group out of Canada. They focus on mentorship as a discipline and they do a lot of research. And they have a very strong conviction that I agree with that mentoring is not a verb, like a mentor is a noun. And like, you know, a poet is not someone who writes poetry. A poet, like you read the poetry by someone, and if you like it, you can say this person is a poet. It was written by a poet. So a mentor is more of a gift word. Someone needs to call you a mentor, then you become a mentor. And this is how, like... I understand mentors, but a mentor can do several things. They can act as a coach, and then they are asking questions like a coach would. They can act as an advisor, and they can provide guidance as an advisor would. They can act as an instructor, and they can do very tactical 
like walk through through things that the founder is figuring out, or they can serve an, as an example or exemplify certain things, like share the experience. So these are different things that the mentor can do. And the difference, I think, at the end of the day is usually mentor relationships are like friendship. You're not paying for mentorship because it's a relationship. Whereas a coaching uh, or consulting engagement, it's a more professional thing. So you get someone who is a professional to offer a specific service. So a coach helps you build a certain set of very specific skills or a consultant helps you figure out a very tactical problem that they have expertise in. Whereas a mentor is the person who has this relationship with you, helping you get to the next level with our founders as a better leader, as a founder. Now, is there a way to um, quantify a good mentor? This is something that we've tried to do over three years in the program. And in the software, we're also asking founders and mentors, because it's a team of mentors, to evaluate like who was the most impactful mentor. And we're trying to figure out, I'm personally trying to figure out uh, what are those skills or what are those behaviors that uh, result in effective mentorship. So far, we've identified six tactics that effective mentors use. And those are, they're willing to spend time with the founder. So they attend team meetings, they don't skip meetings. And they also meet with founder one-on-one. They might attend the workplace of the founder, meet the team, like get to know the founder on a more deeper level. They also have a plan, which means they help the founder articulate specific goals. It's not just, oh, let's meet, let's talk about what's going on in your life. It's also figuring out where are we going, where this mentorship relationship is going and where the founder is going. Then creating an accountability relationship. And this is number three, like getting buy-in from the founder on what we call homework. So founder needs to commit to do something before the next meeting that helps them get to the next step of their journey. I already mentioned this, which is taming the advice monster or not like telling the founder what to do, instead asking questions and helping the founder figure out their journey. And it's not that mentors cannot give advice. They can. It's just limiting the amount of advice that they give. The last two are not being overcommitted to the founder, like not being, not feeling too responsible for Minty's success. Because we had a few mentors who burned out. They like overinvested in a specific founder. And that just doesn't make sense. Uh, it's the founder's job to grow the business. It's the mentor's job to help the founder learn, even if it's learning through failure. And then showing praise, praising behaviors not cho- and choices and not natural talent of the founder. This is what especially early founders need when they don't need to be shown the next roadblock. They need to be encouraged to take the next step to make that phone call to reach out to that customer. So these are the behaviors we found that the most effective mentors use consistently. So how did you hear about Startup Showdown and Panoramic Ventures? How did that get on your radar? Uh, I think there was a like showdown uh, by Panoramic Ventures in Charlotte, North Carolina. And they had the local segment in addition to those big segments. And it sounded like a fun opportunity to talk about Traction 5, to fine-tune our pitch and to get feedback and also to see, to get to know other startups in the community who are doing similar things. So that's how 
I think. We heard it probably from RevTech Labs, which is our local accelerator. Now, was there any aspect of the process that was most beneficial for you? I think every aspect of the process was extremely beneficial, starting from putting together your thoughts on the business in a way that is clear and understandable. Because as you can see, we it like it's hard to explain in a few words what exactly Traction 5 is. Um, getting that down to a pitch has been a great experience. And the mentors that Panoramic Ventures provided were great. The fact that we were able to get to the final and present from the stage was another great experience as well. So, and connecting with other founders who were in the final uh, part of the showdown the, and semifinal, uh, it was great too. So, like a number of factors, great people, great experience, and great support. So, what do you need more of? How can we help you? I think this podcast is a, a great opportunity, but just right now we are in the process of customer discovery for, beyond our immediate niche. So we are looking for connections to accelerator programs, to people at Panoramic Ventures and other accelerators who are working with startup founders to see how Traction 5 can evolve to like offer additional use cases beyond just this structured mentorship program. If there is a person who is involved in that space, I'd like to have a conversation with them. And if somebody wants to connect with you or somebody on your team, what is the website and best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, so the best way, the easiest might be just to go to the website, traction5.com, and uh, we have uh, like contact form uh, there. Uh, or you can reach out to me at uh, Igor, I-G-O-R dot Gorlatov, G-O-R-L-A-T-O-V, uh, at hey, H-E-Y dot com. This is my email address. And that's traction, the number five dot com. Yes, it can be number five or it can be words five as letters. Uh, both lead to the same website. All right. Well, Igor, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you so much, Lee. It was great talking to you and being on this podcast today. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Startup Showdown. As always, thanks for joining us. And don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Startup Showdown podcast so you get the latest episode as it drops wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more and apply to our next Startup Showdown pitch competition, visit showdown.vc. That's showdown.vc. All right, that's all for this week. Goodbye for now.